0: What's up? Final episode of season three of Comic Book Nation, the official yeah. podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Al Long. As you can hear, my co host, Matthew Aguilar, is with me. What's up? And Janelle Wheeler is
1: back. <laughs> hey, everybody.
0: Yay! Yeah. And Matt's daughter is with us this month. Amber is very excited. excited. Shout Ember's out to all the babies. Excited. I hustled my babies out the door to some grandparents' house this morning just to do this. Because, yes, <laughs> as you can see, we are ducking and dodging during this holiday break. Schools are closed. Childcare is closed. So we are ducking kids and doing everything. But still got to close out the year right, even though it's uh, holiday time and family is about. So we are here to wrap up the year. And this crazy ride of really these last two seasons during the the COVID stretch of our show, which is over. Um, But uh, yeah, moving on. (laughs) So we got, but it is true that we have good content coming in 2022. We have so many things to be excited about. So we're going to look ahead with a happy face, unusual for the show, to the 2022 preview. But also look back at what we went, you know, what we did in 2021 and what we loved. But up first, you know we got to start with the big thing on our docket, the headlining thing of this episode, of course. The Book of Boba Fett is here. So we fired up Disney Plus this week, but this time it wasn't for Marvel. Star Wars is back, y'all, coming in right at the end of the year. Star Wars TV is back. The Book of Boba Fett, this event series, and uh, the first ep, it's uh, Robert Rodriguez who kind of did the episode of The Mandalorian that really brought us back, Boba Fett, and helped set the stage for this. But uh. All right, let's go around. Book of Boba Fett. What did you guys think? I as a, I think I tweeted out and I said I would say it here that I think this first episode is really... I, I understand why it may split some people. I think for people who are deep into Star Wars lore, especially people who kind of have been you know, cl- championing the EU, the old extended universe content that had a much bigger story arc for Boba Fett and all that and all the people who have kind of followed, like, the animated series that have built his story arc and all that stuff, I think this was good fan service for those people. I can understand I don't necessarily agree with, but I understand why mainstream viewers may have been like, this isn't the Mandalorian I came for, like, you know, that type of deal. But um, (laughs) I see both sides of it, but I liked this. I think we talk here because we are Comic Book Nation. We talk a lot about comic books. We talk about that sacrificial first issue that helps you kind of get over some stuff you need to kind of put out there to set the stage for the larger story you're going to tell. I feel like this first episode was very much that. And I enjoy all of these weird Western episodes of like the Mandalorian where it's just like, you know, Mando dealing with some weird desert town and Tatooine and the Marshall and all that kind of stuff and helping the sand people kill a big monster. I love those kind of, like I said, Western storylines, you know, I, I love, I dig that stuff. So I was good with this. What did you guys think? Janelle?
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) The the least Star Wars expert is going to weigh in. God. Um, uh, I wanted to like it a lot.
0: That stop. Start over. That's not an answer.
1: I just got really bored and i I hope you, you never let that. some
0: poor young man down with that kind of line I'm like so <laughs> i wanted to like you but. i did
1: and it's not that it's not it's nothing against anything it's my fault because i don't i don't know all of the lore and everything um and that is that's that's a me problem um it's just hard it's really hard to like live up to the hype with all of the Marvel releases when it's not my go-to fandom. I still think it was a beautiful job. I loved the acting. I love the characters. I thought the world building was amazing. It was really cool. It's just obviously like not at the top of my list. And that's just because I'm not a huge fan. I think that you nailed it when you said like certain people are going to be all about it. And then certain people are going to kind of just be like, I don't think anybody hates it. I think some people are just kind of like, oh, I don't get it. Like, or I don't, I want to see more. I don't really understand where we're yeah, going. Kind where of the a, story is yet.
0: Let me just put a like a thing and help you save you from this Sarlacc pit that <laughs> throwing you into. Um, basically, like if you are a fan of like a, the deeper lore, you really wanted to see. We're gonna go spoilers now. I'm sorry because it's just too hard to kind of dance around this without talking spoilers. And really, it's been a couple days here, so these aren't big spoilers. So we get to find out what how boba fett came back after return of the jedi right is a big part of this episode i think if you're a fan who's been deeply invested in that in that whole story because in the extended universe he they had him crawl out of the pit he became a leader on mandalore he led them in the war that there was this other big arc in the star wars kind of non-canon universe but none of that exists none of that exists anymore but for people like that who read all that and love that version this was very necessary fan service to see how he got out of the pit I mean, what I happened? To why didn't that. he immediately yeah. didn't get back his armor but i, like I get it casual for people viewers would yeah. love that that was but awesome I, but i think it's just like for them it's like a flashback okay we got that piece of information yeah. rather than like <laughs> relishing in this yeah. kind of thing and it was also kind of like a weird it's the first time we did a character building story for boba fett really and in main and kind of mainstream star wars canon like the people who haven't watched those arcs of clone wars where a young boba fett learns to be a smuggler and you know, begins to th- like form his own crew and all that. These people just need to know who this dude is outside of the armor. And they literally do that for this episode. They take him outside the armor and they're like, okay, we're going to Iron Man three this. We're taking him out of the armor and showing why Boba Fett's the man. Oh, without, don't bring up Iron Man three. That is cool. that. Um, Trash movie. But right. yeah, <laughs> but I'm just going to end it and throw it at. It's just saying that like, I get why people, why mainstream people are just like, I want to see the present action. I want to see where we're going. Who's the mayor? Mm-hmm. How are they taking over the underworld? I signed up for this Godfather story, not some like dances with wolves type stuff. I get, I get where you're coming from.
1: Uh, Yassine um, has a great point. And my thing yes. in the Boba's premiere would have benefited from two episode release like Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to point that
2: out because like, I think that would have actually, I think that would have helped to hear, but, but Kofi, both of you are right, by the way. <laughs> uh, and Ember agrees. Both of you are right. Um, Because I do feel like, thank you. I do feel that I can see why people came to this looking for like the first episode of season one of The Mandalorian. And those people were not, I can see why those people might be disappointed because it's not what you're expecting. At the same time, Kofi's right. Like for the people, like if they hadn't done this, you literally all you would have seen in interviews and everything else would have been like, well, how does he get out? Why don't we know this yet? Like it would have dominated the conversation and been a constant thing that they would have had to address at some point. So I kind of like that this got out of the way <laughs> and got out of the way in the first episode. So we can like move on and we can like, you know, I mean, he spends most of the episode being a punching bag. Let's, let's put it bluntly. Like he's get he gets beat <laughs> down a lot in this episode. It's kind of rough to watch. Uh, yeah, it at is. Times. Um, but like, I still really liked it. Like at the, like, that moment when he's like standing atop the monster and things like that, like I, I love that. I kind of you you feel like it's earned, you know, for that whole time. And by the way, this episode's super short. What was it thirty minutes? 38. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. It didn't feel like thirty eight. That must have been like eight minutes of credits. Like that's just, <laughs> episode was super short. Um, but I but I liked it. Uh, I'm more of the person though that is kind of like I'm ready to put that to bed because. I, I wanted a reason I didn't necessarily do a whole episode of reason. So I'm good. We're, I'm glad we're like good there. I want to see more of the present stuff. Cause some of that stuff is what intrigues me most. Like him and Fennec's relationship and like them working together. And that whole fight scene was awesome, by the way. Like I want to see more of that stuff and yeah. him like taking over that hut role in this world and how people react to him. Like, Oh, that stuff is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the like dipping back into return. Like, I, I'm glad they did it, though.
0: All right. I'm going to say as a Star Wars nerd, I like that they took. I think this was a very meta episode like that. Literally, and we're going to talk about meta stuff today a lot. But uh, this kind of dipping back, like I said, to t- literally to take Boba Fett out of the armor because everybody's like, he's just a guy in an armor. He's not a real character. Like, that's been the whole kind of thing. And this was like an episode that took him out of the armor and said, here's why this guy's a badass. And 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 I think it was also good stage setting for why he's coming into this and and actually adding more character to him to say, why is he coming at this like I'm coming from a place of respect rather than a place of fear and his whole insistence that like he's going to rule like this. And I think this and the Tusken Raider story is to meant to help us see how Boba Fett learns the power of respect and the thing at the water in the end like that's really dope at the end when he gets the cup and the guy just kind of quietly hands him a little gourd of water and he drinks it and that's like the last line. He's just like, ah! and then just like you know yeah i mean there's some crazy stuff in here the clash of the titans monster i wasn't like the the biggest fan of i knew something was coming out of the sand but they've done a lot scarier stuff in star wars i mean that guy was kind of funny um, Dude, a cool
1: sequence i like yeah, oh goro. The goro.
0: Yeah, the yes goro they that's yeah that's
1: what i was thinking too but I liked, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I liked how they choreographed that, that fight sequence with the chain. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it was cool. But um, yeah, so I think we're going to get less contemplative and more kind of hardcore Robert Rodriguez crime action as this goes along. But uh, it was nice to have a Boba Fett story like that. But um, again, it was also something you could do in like one of those Star Wars preview comics, right? Like you could uh, you could do that. That would have been a great preview comic tie into this just yeah, to totally do that whole flashback scene with the Tuscan Raiders and do that and mostly quiet. I like quiet issues, but um, that's neither here nor there. I mean, we're all still in for this, right? Like, we all want to see episode two. Janelle, oh, yeah. For sure.
1: Janelle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I do. I And I think that, like, if I make, a, it was, okay, can I just say this? It was so dark, and I was trying to watch it in the middle of the day, and I couldn't see a lot of it, so I think that contributed to, like, I literally need to, like, close all of my blinds and make sure that I can actually see what was going on. Like, I didn't see his you know, Yeah, Star that, Wars a lot doesn't want like, you to
0: make friends. Yeah, they want you yeah. to be in the dark, in a basement somewhere. Yes. I want
1: to watch it at night, like, you know, make a thing of it like I used to do with The Mandalorian, and that's what yeah. I should be doing.
0: Or, but um, all right. So Boba Fett struggles for relevancy still. Will the struggle <laughs> ever that's, end? Okay, Damon
2: Streams has a great comment. Can we put that up here? Yeah, going go <laughs> going from the dragon to this. That's uh, like that's amazing. That's a, that's
0: perfectly accurate too. I think that's <laughs> very accurate.
1: Machamp, champ, that's like unc- yeah, that's um, great.
0: Mandalorian season two premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's what I said. Like we've seen Sam people take scarier things on in the sand before, so. I mean Mando, I mean it just kind of makes Boba Fett looks like he's not doesn't have the kill. But I mean he did it without any weapons. Like That's weapons, true. He should
2: have taken on the Dune worm.
0: Yeah. Oh, Say it, worm! Me. He should have killed a Sarlacc. He should have been like, "I'll murder you." <laughs> <laughs> um, who'll eat you? Uh, yeah, but uh, Patton. I mean, I think this episode we all know was for Patton Oswald and God bless Patton Oswald because uh, if you haven't seen that that funny, he keeps nailing it. That weird monologue he did for Parks and Rec as like a nerd it's at a so good, state, man. It's so just good. Just keep, we keep knocking things off that list that actually begin to happen. So, yeah, congratulations, Patton Oswald. You, we, we got the opening in the Boba Fett scene you described so many years ago so that's Book of Boba Fett we'll be back because uh, Star Wars TV is not going anywhere as we'll talk about in our 2022 preview will we get an adorable Grogu stop asking there's not going to be a baby Yoda in this if there is I'm turning <laughs> off the series I love Matt, that you
2: read my comment in the layout. Matt <laughs> stop
0: throwing stuff like this in the <laughs> layout. that's
2: amazing You're and for those shooter. who don't know I wrote in the layout will we get an adorable Grogu level character I hope not I want cuteness
0: Damn it! I you have it all board. around you.
2: I want it. We literally
0: hear the cuteness around you right now. I Chill want out. Something. I want it. I need toys. You're steeped in cuteness right now. you yeah. have enough I want a baby going. jar jar. Oh, <laughs> We're moving on. So let's talk about that Batman trailer. So the bat and the cat. I can't believe they dropped a trailer. I mean, I can't believe they're leaning into the Tom King of it all. They uh, they calling it the bat and the cat. I know Matt was thrilled when he saw that. I was thrilled. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I mean we've been stumping for Tom King's Batman and Catwoman stuff here. So yeah, I'm no bandwagon
2: jumping here, man. We've, we've been, been on this. it. We've been riding yeah, we've, that, yeah. <laughs> we've been
0: on it. So uh yeah, I mean it was a good trailer. Um, I actually uh, I hate being this guy, but I actually didn't enjoy this trailer as much as I've enjoyed the other two. I felt like I mean I get why this trailer had to be made. This is like, hey, here's our superhero movie blockbuster trailer, right? Like this mm-hmm. is the one. And I actually like the Batman when they keep it to this kind of crazy, darker kind of quirky tone that, that uh, not quirky, that's a wrong description, but this darker kind of tone, that noir tone that uh, Matt Reeves has. And I liked the kind of atmosphere and the whole seven vibe of the other two trailers. Um, This one was, like I said, more traditional superhero, but the footage we saw was amazing. I mean, that car scene with penguin looks even better when you see it, how crazy that sequence gets. I mean, you know we're gonna get into it. I love Zack Snyder and I love the Snyderverse, but I mean that blows away that Batman Superman. I mean, just from what I've seen, it looks like it's gonna be more thrilling than the Batman versus Superman kind of car chase scene with the Batmobile uh, or the Justice League stuff. I mean, that just looks crazy and kind of raw and stuff, and I'm and I'm loving it. So not gonna complain. And I love Zoe Kravitz Catwoman. I think comes through in this trailer like ten times more when she delivers oh gosh, like yeah. the the nine lives line. That can be so cheesy, like, but she kind of pulls it off and. Yeah, she's going to be an awesome Catwoman. So if you guys don't yeah. know, we tweeted it out. Uh, we have a Marvel podcast now here at Comic Book, but we don't have any representation from DC. And it's been a long, dry drought of a year because after mm-hmm. we got to luxuriate in the glory of finally getting the Snyder Cut over here, it's been a long stretch. But uh next year, baby, is our year. If you're a DC movie fan, dude, it's gonna we're going to be, be, be DC Nation crazy. over here. Crazy. Yeah, we're going to be going in. So it's gonna start with the Batman and uh, yeah, I mean I'm sorry, Batman, you guys Blue feel? Beetle, Black Adam. Is
1: Shazam
2: this year or no? Is Flash it? no, next year. Shazam do is
1: we have Flash this
0: back, next year. Batgirl. I think Flash is twenty twenty three as well. Okay. Black Girl twenty twenty two. Yeah, Though. back. Yeah, Batgirl. We have a lot of stuff Absolutely. coming to HBO yeah. Max. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good year, man. It's gonna be good, man. Yeah, I think Batgirl. Did
2: Batgirl get promoted? Or is that Blue Beetle? One of them got moved
0: from HBO Max to a full theatrical release. I think Blue Beetle.
2: Um. Yeah. Good times, man.
0: Good times. You know, people are saying Blue Beetle's now twenty three. Yeah, some twenty three, but
2: oh! dude, DC rules.
0: Look, oh. we got good stuff coming. We're we're all good. We're not wanting here. We're gonna have some good stuff yeah, happening. Well, we're not gonna get any Rocket Fast and Furious. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> not uh-huh. Yeah, writing that up out right out now. All right, we could go there. Yeah, no, the Rocket coming back for Fast and Furious. He's got nope. Black Adam. He's got Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, but that Vin Diesel message was crazy, right? Like, Vin oh Diesel's man, message, so passive aggressive. I mean, I mean, I mean, it was dirty. He threw the kids in there. Yeah, He's like, all oh, my kids want Uncle Dwayne. Let's do it for Pablo, meaning Paul Walker. Like Johnson and Dwayne Johnson's heart has gotten hard. I think that Black Adam role did something to him. He's just like, man, after that, I'm not coming back. And you know, why would he? Why, why deal with that again? So, Fast and Furious fans. But, you know, you know, Johnson, they'll just have to film like completely separate countries like and he'll be talking to a matchstick that's actually Vin Diesel or something, but he'll I'm be sure on that Zoom. There. Yeah, yeah. something be together.
2: be on Zoom like reaching through with like a screen with like and he'll be like fading in and out. <laughs> He's like, I will be even I'm going to be even in the same state.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Fast <laughs> and <laughs> Furious beef. My goodness. How did
1: we get on Fast <laughs> and Furious? Uh, I don't
0: know. So, yeah, so uh, did you guys dig in that Batman trailer? <laughs>
1: I mean, I loved it. I was yeah. super pumped. I've watched it like three times. Uh, you know, I said this during my stream. This is so funny. I was a little nervous with Robert Pattinson and the cow because he has like really thin lips. And when you're Batman, it's just kind of like all you see is lips. And I was kind of worried about how that was going to look. But it didn't rub me the wrong way when I saw it in the, the close-ups and stuff. I know. Hey, listen. In every Batman movie, I'm looking at their mouth constantly because that's what you see. And you're so not wrong. You're not wrong. The fellas who have a great mouth stand out to me. And then those who have really, really thin chapped lips is that's another thing. So anyways, it's just a side thing. His mouth looked good. We're okay. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. And uh
0: <laughs> Janelle sees Robert Casts is like you got Oh a dirty my god, mouth. I just
1: snorted. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I was miles. really freaked out with that casting at the, like in the beginning. And he's like slowly grown on me and now by the time I got to this trailer, I was just uh I'm about it. I'm really pumped to see their chemistry. I hope that It's awesome. LMAO lips are a Batman prerequisite. They are. <laughs> I just want to see
0: your internal monologue every time you're having a conversation. It's just like a camera zooms in on the person's lips and you're just like Janelle cuts back to Janelle, like Janelle's widening eyes. And like, yeah, it's just it's pretty crazy out there. My God. Yes. Okay. Batman lips. Very important. <laughs> Patterson passes. <New> emote. <laughs> That's good. I know Mattson, So let's uh, keep it moving. Let's get into. Uh, so Matrix Resurrections and Spider-Man. We're going to do a little cleanup here real quick. So Spider-Man's made a billion dollars, right? Like Spider-Man crushed it. So to answer our own question, because I've seen a lot of people pick up this podcast has actually still been blipping on the radar of getting listeners is our question. Can Spider-Man No Way Home live up to the hype? Let's revisit that. Yes. Yes, it can. Both in money, which we knew, but also in delivering an actual story, which was, you know, really awesomely surprising to see how they turn this spectacle event into franchise cleanup, a franchise restart in many different directions, possibly, and an actual really good Peter Parker story. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, all the money due to Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, yeah. But uh, Matrix Resurrections has taken a beating. Yeah, that movie has just kind of crashed and burned at the box office. And it doesn't look like it's faring very well in the court of public opinion. Hmm. Um, It's been really divisive. I mean, there's been... I think I put it on Facebook because I was so interested and I told you guys like, you know, the matrix was the movie that made me want to get in this business uh, of doing like fan sites and getting into fan discourse and chat threads and all that stuff. And matrix resurrections might be the beginning of my retirement plan because yeah, I dip back into social media. I've been taking a break this year, but I dip back in just to have conversations about this movie. And it just is, I don't know if you can have a matrix movie anymore. I really don't. But, uh, First things first, just just let's put it out there. Everybody does know that Lana Wachowski used to be Larry Wachowski, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've had to have this conversation a lot. Really? Yeah. A lot of people out here mad at the Wachowski sister for screwing up her brother's work. And I've had to say, bro, sit down for a minute. I got to tell you something like here's where it's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's been a little thing. So let's just put that out there. Um, But yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't know. And there's been a lot that's come out. Like this movie was very meta about the fact that like Warner Brothers was going to make it anyway. They even if the pe- if Lana didn't come back and bring back Keanu and Carrie and all that, they were going to do this anyway. Wow. And it's kind of a commentary about its own existence. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a funny thing, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's gotten it's gotten uh, pretty beat up. It's only made sixty eight point seven million dollars so far. Um,
1: I mean, I regret not seeing it in the theater. I feel like it would have been a much more impactful experience if I went to the theater. I just did not have time.
0: Yeah, I know. And I mean, I think more people would if word of mouth has been has been uh, if word of mouth had kind of carried it more, but it didn't. So, I mean, it's just it's just a funny kind of interesting thing to see these kind of two movies play on like nostalgia and this very kind of meta narrative about franchises and like what they are. But I mean, obviously, spider Man's a much bigger spectacle and in, in deal. And if people had to make choices this Christmas time, it looks like they we know which choice they made in the HBO Max thing. But um, it'll be interesting to see Matrix if. The HBO Max attention was enough to somehow keep the franchise going in some form, which is what Warner Brothers seemed to want in the beginning, anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't know, but they can't bring Lawrence Fishburne back, Brywood, because they killed him off in canon. They even make a joke about that in the movie. Yeah, like yeah they killed him in canon, and they can't do anything about that because that's what they do with franchises. After the original creators were there, they're like the studio was like, let's keep this thing going, and they made a Matrix game. In which they killed Morpheus, and now that's part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: granted, you know, we've also seen franchises just ignore things, yeah, and of move course. on. I mean, they could just go, hey, you know, t- Terminator it, and just go, yeah, that didn't happen. Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just like ignore it. That didn't happen. He's fine. He's been chilling over here in yeah. the crafts department. Oh, you thought he was dead? That was just a Matrix Don't <laughs>
1: That's you know, Matrix. They do it. Just lock them it. in a prison
0: because I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I, I enjoyed it, it I too. It I rewatched it, it and too. I liked it. And I wanted more Matrix. Man, just give me now, more I don't love. Matrix. Okay, so by
2: the way, I don't love the. So, no, you know what? I'm not opening that can of worms because <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a longer Careful discussion. It's probably you something all don't that,
0: know Matt can break the world when he starts to open. I don't, cans I don't of worms. need to jump into that, but uh,
2: so that maybe for another time. But I do, I do. I don't – I see a lot of things of like trying to explain why it's not doing well, right? Because it's only made what? It made like 22 mil. Yeah. Like it's opening week or whatever. Hi. Yes, my munchkin also says that this is true. This is the case. Uh, but like figuring out why like people are leaning on like, oh, well, it's the HBO Max streaming thing. And oh, it's this. I. I don't think it's as easy as any of those. I think it's a more complex issue, but I see a lot of people like going to that and like looking and comparing it to Spider-Man and the fact that like, Oh, we'll see that only went to theaters and this one did this. I don't think that's the case. I think people were going to see Spider-Man regardless. Yeah. Like that's an end game style level thing, right? Especially when all the leaks were out and people knew multiple people were in it and stuff like that. Like, I don't think you could have released that on, You know, they could have brought back Friendster and put that streaming only on that thing and it would have made money. Like, I I don't think that's an adequate comparison. And I actually was very grateful for, for Warner Brothers doing these movies on here throughout this crazy year and making it so that I didn't have to go to the theater and possibly, you know, put certain health things at risk for that. So I don't like that. That is kind of that narrative is raising up a little bit as to explain why Matrix didn't do well. I don't like that. I think that's trash. But I am just bummed in general because I really liked it. And I want another one. Like, now that we've established all this stuff, I want more buds. I want more. Like, I want all these things that we've set up. Man, probably them- ain't getting it, bro. I oh know. That sucks. It's Hey, sucks.
0: anime crowd still loves you, Matrix. Come make another <laughs> Animatrix and, and do us all a favor, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. That's but uh, y'all chose Spider-Man and Matrix, well... We're, we're all gonna we can all talk <laughs> about it in our little matrix pods on social media about how much we hate the matrix now all right so we're gonna take a break but when we come back we are gonna talk about the year 2021 we're gonna do a recap look ahead at the year 2022 for all the great stuff we're gonna be excited for and we're gonna talk about the last comics of the year Ooh. that sounded ominous so it's not gonna be so you guys in a minute Welcome back to Comic Book Nation's final episode of season three in the year 2021, which is coincidentally what we're about to get into our year in review. So this year was an interesting year, of course, because uh, we had to come through the pandemic and get back to a place where, you know, a void of content that we've never seen before (laughs) was staring us in the face. And we had to all kind of come through it collectively and get back to getting new movies new tv shows and all this new content um some of it really hit some of it did not some of it will always be weird for the weird covid staging and blocking and the way it was filmed and all that stuff plans that were interrupted and had to be redone and reshoots and all that mess but this was the year that we sorted through the mess to get back to where we're gonna be getting much more regular feeling streams of content in 2022 so let's take a minute um I put this in the notes and I told you guys to watch it. I think, I don't remember if I ever hit the button. We've been so kind of frazzled in our communications through vacation, but uh, I did see the movie. Don't look up, which is the other big thing that's supposed to be part of our matrix and Spider-Man discussion, because it's been part of the discussion online about people saying, Oh, comparing matrix as in it's kind of messages to like, don't look up and its messages. And um. Uh, I watched Don't Look Up, which is a new movie by Adam McKay, who did like Anchorman and a bunch of stuff he's done with Will Ferrell, but has also done this kind of sociopolitical stuff like the big short and looking at the financial collapse and the kind of the tragic comedy of our society. And this one is a kind of fan, you know, not fantastical, but this kind of, you know, hypothetical, slightly hyperbolic, maybe not at all hyperbolic theory about what would happen on earth if we figured out like the armageddon scenario was happening like a big you know comet or asteroid was coming to nail earth and would we be able to rally and solve the problem and of course it's a tragic comedy of no we wouldn't um i enjoyed it for what it was i thought as some people have kind of criticized i agree with the criticism at this point like reality is so much weirder than anything this movie could tell me that i was just kind of like eh, yeah And it's also kind of weird to watch a movie saying we'd be too distracted and kind of self-absorbed to get ourselves out of a world ending crisis by some of the biggest people responsible for our obsession and weird stuff and and kind of superficial stuff. Namely, like some of the biggest celebrities we read about in headlines and stuff, (laughs) then preaching to us messages about like, oh, you guys are too absorbed and stuff like that gets a little weird. And at (laughs) two hours plus minutes, I... This movie was a little too long, but I get the message. Um, But I'm going to be the contrarian and say I didn't enjoy it as much as Matrix. That's just me.
1: Yeah, I definitely did not enjoy it as much as Matrix, but it was because I like happy endings and it really messed with my soul and then I couldn't sleep because I was like, oh my God, this would actually happen because we are failing as a planet on so many levels and humanity sucks and it basically took the inner pessimist that wants to come out in my life every single day and it massaged her and it was like, come out, hate everyone, hate everything, be miserable and 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 not be able to sleep tonight. Just worry and let your anxiety just take over your entire body. That's that's what it did to me. So I did not recommend my parents to watch it. Cause I was like, mom, you're not gonna be able to sleep. It's like very disturbing. And to me it hits hard because I really could see that happening. <laughs>
0: I mean yeah I mean yeah I, I don't doubt the truth of it uh, I was I waiting mean, for Russia
1: to save us like I was like w- come on Russia let's go but I, mean, I was like team Russia team China like anybody but the US like I was like I hate us I get <laughs> so I get this much.
0: movie is doing but weirdly I still think that the Steve Carell movie seeking a friend for the end of the world oh
1: that 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 it. one
0: got me even worse like yeah that ending like really did get me too which is a similar thing spoiler yeah alert. Um, um I didn't have a chance to watch. This this no, it's okay. Uh, okay. but but it, but it was one of those things where kind
2: of what janelle was talking about was one of the reasons i wasn't you know necessarily even planning on watching it when the trailers hit and things like that i mean it's got an amazing talent in it and like it mckay has job. has really sharp writing and stuff when you've seen some of the clips and things like that but like this is one of those things where i don't need to be convinced that uh <laughs> that like this kind of stupidity exists <laughs> yeah. i don't need to like i don't need the reminder that yeah this could really go bad because some very stupid people and some very dumb policies are in play you know what i mean like yeah. I, don't, I don't need especially that during the
1: holidays like, i'm good I like, was I, like, like yeah. I know that's <laughs> the case i, <laughs> can I can believe I watch you. A hallmark movie like yeah. <laughs> i fully believe you
2: i'm convinced I, I'm with you. So it was kind of like, I don't necessarily, you know, need them. It's kind of like why you, sometimes you don't watch the news because you're like, no, I know it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it ain't <laughs> I know nothing terrible on the news but the blues. Yeah. Oh. so But, you know, but I was curious because, you know, McKay had such a history of like writing like heavily more slapstick comedy with Farrell. And then since then, since they kind of split, he's like. <laughs> Taken like a one eighty and like really gone, you know, on topical stuff and really kind of dived into that's interesting to me. I think that's fun.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, but it's on Netflix. It's so, good. It's yeah. good.
1: It's just really like, oh, it, it's it, can, be lot. Yeah. it like, can be a little frustrating. And like,
0: I mean, there's some funny, funny scenes in it. Yeah, and I think Jennifer Lawrence is good. And she you know what? It. I never thought I'd come out of this year saying this, but in the past two years, I think my appreciation of Timothy Chalamet has grown. You know. Leaps and bounds That kid is He's a good actor He's funny too Like he's funny in this And mm-hmm. yeah The role he plays And he's funny And he was hilarious On Saturday Night Live So yeah. he's actually in this And he's pretty funny And there are a lot of funny Kind of cameo appearances From different people Kate Blanchett's great in this And mm-hmm. like yeah There's some great performances From people So you know It's on Netflix If you're looking for something To check out if you're wondering if next year's the last one, this is a good one to watch before 2022 kicks off. All right. So let's talk about other things that happened in 2021. On the complete other end of the spectrum, I thought that uh, for my year in review, we each kind of we're going to go by each of us kind of pick some things from the different content platforms we talk about. And so my thing for movies this year I picked was Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie, you which was stole
1: that for me. <laughs> oh, that was my number yeah, one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> girl, swiped it out from under you. But um Free Guy was such a special thing for me because Free Guy came out at this time when we were all just kind of still a lot of us were just kind of cautiously creeping back into movie theaters. And we hadn't been to a movie. And we definitely hadn't been back and called back to see a movie like a new IP, something that we didn't know anything about really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't a Marvel movie sequel or a prequel or a tie in. And we got back in the theater to see this. And it was just like, I think for us, we got like some preview to see it. And we were lucky enough to get that and sit down. And it was just the first time in a long time that I had a piece of new content, movie content that I that when it played, it just took me into a story I had no preconceived notions about no franchise twist expectations about and it really just enjoy like thoroughly enjoyed the story it told the visual way it it kind of captivated me and just everything about me reminded me like why i love movies and why i love stories and it made me feel that movie magic again it was like oh yeah and great to be back in the theater and so thank you free guy because that was a much needed pick me up in return and i'm sure the other two feel this way you guys chime in on it, even though this is my gig
1: Oh, absolutely. Free Guy was my favorite movie of the year. Wow. Yeah. Dead. I liked That's... it more than Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> I,
1: I, really I really enjoyed did. Free Guy. I, Free I Guy was it. really fun,
2: man. I no no yeah. argument here.
0: Yeah, so that was that why I picked that. Um on TV, of course, I just went with the overall Marvel Disney Plus experience. Uh, This year, it had me with Marvel Disney Plus, whether it was bad, whether it was good, the best, the worst of it. It was so great to just feel that excitement to want to get up either late at night or first thing in the morning and watch something and get on Twitter and socialize with people about it and do the week to week discussions and reactions. And that's the thing, you know, for all the binge TV we get, a lot of people. Still miss that old discourse of having to watch things and, and, you know, like I said, week to week in pieces and get to have talk and discourse, water cooler talk. We used to call it kids back in the day and doing that. It's been a lot of fun again. And seeing each Marvel show with the cameo surprises, the storyline developments, the theories, the Mephisto, all of (laughs) that, like... Doing all of that, you know, getting the even the Ralph Boner, you know, just led down all of that Quicksilver. <laughs> that was stuff. so fun. Yeah. Like it was just, it was good to be back on a TV experience with a bunch of people and, and really, and really enjoy that again. So that was my favorite TV experience of 2021. Finally getting the Marvel Disney Plus series. And, and they actually did deliver that MCU feel for the most part to TV. And having fans get in on that was great. Um, for comics, uh for an individual comic, I said uh Last House on the left or nice house on the lake. James Tinian has been kind of a focus of ours since we did his Batman run, but uh this spin-off comic has been my favorite. Uh it, it's been just a great sci-fi mystery story with a very deep human character core. I would love to see somebody make a series out of this, like HBO or somebody one day. Yeah. Because it is so good and just like sci-fi trippy and freaky at times and great comic series. If you're not reading that, uh, it's nice. This is here, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been so good. And, uh, in the general sense, star Wars comics, star Wars comics have held me down through this pandemic, man. <laughs> like It's been so good to see Marvel's kind of run of star Wars comics, get into these big, important feeling events that kind of revisit all even old places in the continuity, but still make them feel awesome in these kind of new ways. So that was it for me for comics with star Wars comics, nice house on the lake for TV, Marvel, Disney plus, and for movies, free guy.
1: Love that. Yeah, that's my list.
0: So that was what made me happy in 2021. Yeah. Wheeler.
1: I'll start with comics because we're on it. Uh, You know, King and black. It just stuck with me. It, I was so about it. I, I was very excited. By the way, we did the math in my channel. Um, since I started on the podcast, we started doing comics like regularly. I've read over 500 comics. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That is awesome. It was like 400 something because we do three a week. And then adding on all the ones that I've been reading, we're like straight up. We're around like 500 comics in my lifetime. I'm really proud of myself. Um, So King of Black was amazing. And uh, going into movies, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, like it, it. I watched that thing three times, and I know how long it is. <laughs> and I just enjoyed it. I watched it with more than one person. I watched it on my own. I just had that. I loved it. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And also, like with the Disney Plus stuff and with a lot of the Marvel content, there is just a, a little bit more lighthearted. And so this gave me that like dark, grimy feel that like I miss sometimes, which is what I'm really looking forward to. With we the all as well.
0: know you said this because of the Joker scene at the
1: end <laughs> you know you already know um and then of course black widow really surprised me i was not looking for black widow was not something i cared about at all and i i freaking love this movie like it's it's up in towards the top of my favorite mcu film so that's that was really cool and then um suicide squad so fun
2: I love that movie. So,
1: that so, so, good. so fun. Uh, I don't think I did like it. Oh, Invincible for TV shows. Oh, yes. Invincible. Oh, yeah. man. Woof. I forgot I about forgot. Invincible. Yeah. This we year, should be man. getting season two yeah, soon. Yeah. We, had, we yes. actually,
0: I mean, we actually had some pretty good stuff. We weren't, mm-hmm. yeah, we weren't that bad this year. Yeah. 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 I cannot wait for that. That finale was the, crazy. Um, <laughs> that show is so
2: good. Um, yeah. All right. So I'll get into uh, to mine. I mean, I uh, number one, all of the ones you guys have mentioned are great uh so uh so excited for that um i'll say guardians of the galaxy uh that game surprised me in just about every way i did not expect that to be that good and, i never uh, was, thought anything would top avengers for you that was excellent <laughs> see i knew i knew you were gonna do it uh and you know i still play that all year i still play that <laughs> black panther you, expansion by the way, avengers has not
0: great. only kept that game alive it kept a good part of our site alive this <laughs> year, so. <laughs> so, um
2: so uh yeah guardians of the galaxy really came out of uh nowhere and that game has earned a bunch of uh you know kudos from the gaming community, and, and it should. It's great. Uh, Power Rangers Dino Fury and comics, by the way. The Power Rangers world, just like low key, has like delivered one of its best seasons, and we're gonna get the second season next year with the whole new Netflix deal and building towards the movie and all that. And then the comics have been killer. Uh, so like that's that's kind of like Kofi's Star Wars comics. Uh, Moon Knight and What's in Future have been excellent all year. Uh, They are two of the best series out and you should definitely uh, check those out. Um, And then a little wrestling, uh, the Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks match at WrestleMania that happened earlier this year. It's like, it's funny where you don't, you don't remember stuff that happened like pre April (laughs) when you're doing a best of year type thing. So I actually had to go back and like, what I want to make sure I get stuff from earlier in the year. That match was one of the best matches of the year uh, was fantastic. Uh, And then Roman Reigns has been killing it all year with like a great, character um and then as far as marvel uh hawkeye i i wanted is so to good. save
1: that for you because i feel like that's <laughs> it's it's like your thing I know it's, yes. and, I,
2: and i wanted to make sure i got early stuff because i wanted to be just like recency bias but like seriously that show i have been so watching good. youtube clips of yelena and kate all week <gasps> uh and so i can't man i can't i need a season two and i can't believe i'm saying that
0: about a hawkeye series but i need this that was so that's fun. yes this was fun
1: oh so good Kofi's <laughs> so, all about this <laughs>
0: All right. So Matt, were you, you good? I'm good. All right. So guys, that is our 2021 look back. If you want to tell us more of your experience, drop us a note in the chat right now, or just go follow us at comic book nation on Twitter. So you can talk to us all week long. We love to interact with you guys. So tell us what you love this year. And uh, yeah, let's have that conversation. Now let's close the book on 2021 and open the book on 2022 new business. Let's talk new business. All right. So, what am I looking forward to in 2022? Um let's start right at the top. You know, you know, Janelle, we'll swap our movies. Let's swap our movies. Oh, oh I, okay, we'll swap our movies because oh. I feel like bad. I, I realize what I did there. I I'm don't gonna care. go. I'm Listen, gonna swap.
1: i want everyone to be excited for this oh, no, no, This no, should be okay. everyone's number one.
0: Yeah, we're gonna let you we're gonna let you swap. We'll, we'll keep people in anticipation. So I'm gonna steal your movie and say <laughs> the Batman, mostly because of the lip argument that is now swaying. Me. Um <laughs> I'm looking forward to a new Batman uh, beside long before I ever saw the Matrix to actually get into this. What got me into comic book movies was seeing Batman 89, of course. So I've been at the forefront. i I've been there opening day for every new Batman movie. There has been. I was there for Batman. It begins when it was still like quietly. People weren't even filling that theater. Um, so, again, I'm going to be there for the Batman. I'm so psyched. Seven is my favorite movie for obvious reasons. <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to a movie that combines Seven and the Batman into like one kind of freaky noir flavor. So uh obviously I'm gonna be looking forward to that as a movie. Um and in general, I think I put down the larger I'm looking forward to DC movies coming back. I love Marvel movies, I don't dislike them at all, but I'm also a noted they call me DC Outlaw for good reason. I also love DC Aww. movies. I love DC lore and I just love the kind of crazy, wild, different things that Warner Brothers and DC Films kind of throws at us from the from Joker movies to Zack Snyder's Justice League to Shazam to Aquaman. I, I just love the kind of crazy variation that we get with DC. So I'm looking forward to seeing what each project is and some of these HBO Max series. I mean, starting with Peacemaker. So, yeah, I'm like I'm looking forward to having that DC content back and closely related to that. I'm very much looking forward to star Wars TV kicking off into a bigger universe, kind of like the Marvel shows did. I'm talking like Ahsoka Cassian and or the Obi-Wan Kenobi Man. series, the rest of this Boba That's Fett right. series Oof. and everything yeah. else they have planned in the wings. Star Wars TV has been, I think the best thing to happen to this franchise. If we're just being fully 100 honest, I mean, cause people are never going to get into the comics and animation, but for mainstream star Wars, this TV stuff has been great. I'm looking forward to more of that. And uh, I didn't put this in there because I forgot comics, but X-Men comics. Sorry, Janelle. X-Men comics. Oh, you I'm looking to the resolution <laughs> and some of the big stuff coming great, with yeah. this. House of X, you know, Dawn of X, all this stuff. It's getting kind of heating up. So I'm looking forward to getting some more resolution on some of the big events we have planned for X-Men comics. And that's my 2022
1: Let's go. Uh, yeah. Okay, for me, I uh, obviously have to say it. Everybody's so excited about it. It's Doctor Strange, obviously number one. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. How many times can I say it? Everybody's excited about it, especially after Spider Man. Uh, and how could you not be? Uh, obviously, also looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, oh,
0: <laughs> that might be 2023. I don't want to disappoint is it? you. Yeah, I thought I think it was it is.
1: 2022. Uh, like I looked it up before. Uh, you, might be,
0: you might be right because what? things have changed so much. Things I don't know what No, changing. July 8th, 2022. You are correct. Yes. I am oh my God. I'm so proud of
1: myself. I looked it up because again, I was like you. I was like, I just don't know what I don't know what's going on. You never know. So, anyways, I'm pumped about that. Um, Selfishly, I'm really excited about Super Mario Bros. movie because I just want to see what. Oh, that's right, I forgot. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm a huge. I'm probably one of the biggest Nintendo fans. Mm -hmm. I'm a very big fan of Nintendo in general, and just video games. Obviously, I'm a gamer. The Last of Us. uh, That's gonna be a crazy. I'm so scared. You're scared. scared. Oh man,
0: Halo's
2: this year too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Halo. Yeah. But yeah. I'm so scared for the, I mean, video game TV is taking a big step next year. We're going to get, yeah. for they're, they're going through that Nolan, that Nolan-esque period. And movies. Yeah. I'm so nervous about that because those games are just like movies in and of themselves and entertaining kind of cinema. So yeah. I hope, I hope this comes out right. I'm
1: really into like TV shows a little bit more than movies just because there's just so much content. But I also am throwing in Ted Lasso the next season because it's just such a good, wholesome, happy show. And then I forgot to also add House of Targaryen because I'm a huge Matt Smith fan from Doctor Who. So That's
0: that's the reason I'm into it (laughs) not the game of thrones but well i love him in the crown
1: i love him in anything so but yes i'm very excited i want some more platinum peeps on the screen nice
2: (laughs) um uh, well so i already mentioned before uh dino fury season two will hit netflix next year uh also we will get the we've already got a teaser trailer for it uh we should be getting witcher blood origin uh, hitting Netflix sometime next year uh, I don't think we have a date yet uh, But I would bet probably somewhere towards the end of the year That seems to be kind of their calling card um, And uh, that looks that looks Awesome and it's, a, and it's a big prequel And so we should get Witcher fans should get a lot of information there uh, Also uh, Beyond the White Knight The new next chapter of uh, That comic <laughs> universe That I just adore uh, Also we're going to be getting uh, Now Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel Currently are listed as 2022. I know they've been shifted a bunch for all the Disney Plus shows. I'm just hoping one of them hits in 2022. If one of them hits, I'll be happy. I would be ecstatic for both. Uh, so that's hopefully on that side. A uh, Batgirl, uh, the same way, and uh, for games, uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, is one, um, and then Marvel Zombies Zombicide and The Witcher Old World. I've got to, I've had a chance to play both, but like on tabletop simulator, they will both be hitting. Next year, actually, like physical release. So, hopefully, it will be on my tabletop. It will be very, very happy person.
0: Uh, in the comments, somebody mentioned the next screen movie. Yes, I actually. Oh yes. Let's, let's highlight that. I am really yes. excited for the next screen movie. Comes out in January. Um, and yeah, I think that could be a sleeper. I really do. Anissa already told
2: me I'm seeing that by myself. because yeah. she couldn't make it through the trailer, and I'm very upset.
0: No, for for, for the horror <laughs> peeps, for the horror peeps, yeah, that new screen movie looks like they may have cracked the code and made a really entertaining kind of. Soft reboot. And I'm really excited to see that. So, yes. uh, yeah, let's Looks hype so up. Good. Scream 5. It'll be out in theaters in January and about, I think, 45 days after it'll join us on Paramount+. Plus, We can watch us. You can watch Scream 45 days to 60 days after it's in theaters. <clears> boom. boom. So climb that mountain of entertainment.
1: And Morbius. And Morbius. Oh, I forgot uh, about hey.
0: Morbius. Yeah, yeah
2: I'm
1: I mean, pumped about it.
0: I think it came out looking better. The last trailers of good, but it's not like high up on my list. I mean, Janelle, we know why it fits your agenda. <laughs> oh my gosh. The most Jared important Lowe. thing a season two of iCarly. So moving right along, it. after we done twenty twenty two, looks like we're gonna have a good time in twenty twenty two all around. <laughs> Let's talk comics. Thor four, yes, Janelle said Thor four. Uh, Alex, uh, we we mentioned Thor Love and Thunder. We had some confusion about the date, but it is July twenty twenty two. I would have said the Marvel twenty twenty three. Yeah, no, that's twenty twenty three now. Yeah, I've got on my twenty twenty three list now. <laughs> oh, everything's been shifted so much It's so hard to keep straight these days Shifting. Honestly, And
1: they'll probably continue to shift So let's not Don't oh, lock stop anything it. in
0: You're stopping make... You're going into podcast I know better PM. You're about to join You're going to have a cell Right next to Jim Viscardi <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> So uh, Matt all right. Let's close out this year Let's close out this season Let's close out the show By doing what the name suggests we do Let's talk comics
2: Let's talk comics Cool so just a couple quick Uh, Comic newsy things Uh, And one of them, actually uh, I stuck in here, but I'm going to save that Because it's actually part of the comic we're actually going to cover Uh, But Thor, Banner of Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War Was announced, uh, which is a Crossover event that is Very much apt to its name Uh, It's going to be those two going Against each other Um, It's going to be a five-part crossover And it is going to run through May and June um, there was also a big announcement, and you know I'll save that as well, because that kind of gets into uh, a book we'll talk about later. Uh, but essentially, one of the books we're going to talk about, there's going to be a lot of things coming from that over the next year or two, and so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but first book we'll deep dive in is Death of Doctor Strange, number four. Uh, so uh, this is the penultimate issue. We're, we're very close to the end, uh, and we finally figure out who killed Doctor Strange in this book. Uh, We find out what happened to his hands, (laughs) which is kind of screwed up. Uh, And then we also kind of learn more about uh, the like all this threat that is that has come to this place. Uh, By the way, spoilers incoming for these next three books. So you have been warned before I jump into stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's actually a great scene here because you don't see Doctor Strange uh, not confident. In his, in his abilities and the deductive reasoning and things like that. So it was actually kind of refreshing to see like this Mordo strange face off and strange just very much having kind of a crisis of of confidence that that sheen is gone. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. And then as we got to it was a very I, like all I could think of was Knives Out. As we get like midway through this issue of like very much like, well, we have to bring everybody together. We mystery. have to expose the mystery one by one. And I, I know that's, it, I thought it was fun. Like I ate that up. Cause I, I like that um, homage uh, to that kind of murder mystery story. Um, and then the I will say the reveal uh, was like a little bit of a letdown for me. Maybe I was just looking for something else, but what came after the reveal, I really like Uh, So before we get into that spoiler, what did you guys think?
1: I, I love it. I mean, I I love, I love Dr. Strange. I love every version of him. I'm very excited about seeing all these villains. I'm, it's just bright and colorful and fun. And by the way, I did not know we were recording this show on Thursday. So I was up reading comics until four o'clock in the morning last night. So, um, <laughs> I'm kind of brain dead, but I really enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I legit was up till 4 a.m. watching content and reading content for the podcast.
2: Hey, I, I respect Demitment. it. Commitment. I respect it. Um, Damn straight. Yeah, no. I And I thought this was, I thought this was like a really fun issue. Um, it was fun. Yeah, only, that's a good way. My only nitpick was like, and it's not even like I hated. The reveal and by the way the i guess we can get into the reveal
0: now. oh come on uh, uh no kofi go i'm just gonna say like i was just at this point the, the identity of the murder is the thing i care about the least it's just like and and thankfully so because the reveal was just like really really right the most obvious yeah, person you're right all they guessed, like, yeah you know, they
1: should have definitely that even been, like, somebody who's hardly
0: ever read a doctor strange comic would probably be like isn't it gonna probably be this guy yeah i mean that that part isn't i mean i like the the final battle that's coming is what i'm looking forward to yeah right i also love by the way that
2: like the visual of this book of him having his hands sewn on i actually thought that was really cool like i actually liked how that looked and that's what made me kind of hype for the last issue there's also just a lot of really good Mordo stuff in this in this book i mean if you like haughty Mordo. I think, I think this was great. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good issue. The reveal was a little bit of a letdown for me, but I still really love the series. No, and I'm excited. It's to It's so
1: the true, one. though. Why are they need to be fo- more focused on the villains? Like they are so interesting, like the sisters and the baby thing, the child like that is the most interesting part of all of this. And you're right. OK, I'm going to be critical here. They I, I don't care about who murdered him. I just want to deal with the villains because that's really awesome.
2: Yeah. No. And there was very little of them in this yeah, and they I have know. been a hallmark of the series so far. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, this book will be up Kofi's alley. Uh, we're going to talk timeless. Number one, uh, Kofi's been all about he's been on the Kang bandwagon uh, for a while here. And uh, this book is the one we were going to touch on before. So essentially they they pull kind of a Avengers does this a lot uh, where it's essentially you're seeing a bunch of Possible futures, but also probably foreshadowed things of what are going to happen later on that Kane can see. And you get a bunch of glimpses of these, um, including the uh, upcoming crossover, which is only being te- uh, teased as Judgment Day, uh, which is the Eternals versus the Avengers versus the X-Men. Uh, I, I did. Everyone knows how I feel about Avengers versus X-Men. <laughs> that book was not good. Uh, so I am a little like uh, hesitant. Um, but we'll we'll see how that turns out. Right now we only have a tease. Uh but this book was just it's essentially I love the setup for it, which is essentially that Kang sees someone writing this, like what's gonna end up being this manuscript that is gonna be referred to by people for years and years and years, and it's applauding Dr. Doom as like the most villain of villains, right? Like the the most like high concept villain. And he can't. Stand that without like giving proper context. So like he literally takes this guy with him to see if he can change his mind. Which I just I don't know. I just I love the the whole premise of that. And what we see is like Kang being Kang. I mean, we see, you know, just like his disregard for human life. Like, that's not really that's not his, he's all about the challenge, he's all about the motive, and he doesn't really care how he gets there. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know. I thought for someone who's not a big Kang guy, which I'm not, never have been, but I've really found this fascinating. I was I was glued the whole way through and, and I did leave with a new respect for this character. I don't know what you guys feel.
0: Uh, um, one of my favorite series from the 90s is Avengers Forever, which is kind of a series yeah. that had to do the work of straightening out a lot of the Kang related mess. Marvel had made of the continuity <laughs> uh, and showing how Immortus kind of really sculpted time and affected vision and scarlet witch and rick jones and the avengers and it had this interesting concept of pulling these different avengers from different realities together hmm now marvel's still making money off that and having them fight you know kang slash immortus and all this stuff um and i think the kang limited series that just ran was the closest echo i've had of that series and examining how kang you know is kind of at war with himself and his own origin and this whole complicated thing of his other selves kind of affecting him and the kind of causality loop of becoming that. I like that stuff in sci-fi stories. Uh, This takes it to another level, timeless, which is, I like the ambition of trying to do this villain who, for whom time is like completely different. Right. And there are some great monologues and this first issue is pretty, is really good. And it's, it's a full meal, but it's a good meal. And I love the kind of premise of, Stealing kind of from DC's kingdom come slightly by having Kang just pull this guy who's kind of this human observer into this very larger than life kind of experience that he's going through and having this guy be our focal point for all of this. And when they get to this dead world in this one part of the book where he gives a speech about who he is and who he isn't like Kang. Like one of the great Kang monologues of all that time. That sequence ruled. Yeah. It's just yeah. saying, yo, bro, you don't get it. Like you still don't And making us realize, like, I'm Kang. You're talking about these Marvel villains. And I've literally seen millions of people, timelines, entire realities just die either for me or because of me. And like the stuff that I and how I see things, you can't even like fathom. Like he is kind of kind of the most godlike mortal you're probably gonna find. But I love that this core that they like Boba Fett take him out of the armor. He basically say Kang is Batman on a, like a kind of a twisted time time scale. Right. He just wants to be the peak of everything human achievement. And that's like his whole deal. And it really makes this character more interesting and they're puffing him up in time for, you know, Marvel studios yeah. to make something out of him and not just leaving this continuity mess that they've made out of Kang. But um, yeah, timeless is good and it sets up some pretty epic things, has some pretty epic twists and, in, in this kind of fun kind of way is setting up a whole bunch of events and giving you teases of things that are, you know, have happened and will be happening in Marvel Comics to come. Yeah. Pretty soon, we even though. get the X-Men, man. That Lucas yeah. tease. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Miracle Man. Market. We get teased. We get, uh, as someone pointed out uh, in the chat, Young Avengers uh, gets teased and new Thunderbolts team. Like, yep. there's a lot. That is, that happens. Uh, the Son of Dormammu, if you're reading Strange Academy, that's a that's another big one. Captain America, Bucky, at one point, have a little thing, and that's going to be uh, a series or some kind of event later on. There's a lot, like, even if you just want to stay kind of in the know of what's coming, I would suggest reading this. It's really good. But, like, I think even just from that, it's worth checking out. Janelle, what do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with Briwood in the chat uh timeless really didn't give us much just some teases thanos with the stones uh from thor number six was cool needed more though i i kind of agree with this i just i i would it's nice to get to know kang because i need i need that knowledge i need to get to know kang more but it for me it just felt a little long and kind of pointless but it's okay. We'll get there. I feel I have faith. I have faith. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy it because I actually really did enjoy every book this week, but I think if you're a little bit more familiar with Kang, you're going to enjoy it more. But I understand him. I'm getting who he is, like what his background is, why he is like every how cold he is, like what makes him who he is and all the different timeline things. Like I feel like I've, I've I'm getting something. I have a nice teaser and I'm excited to see where it goes from here.
2: Well, and that brings us to our next book, the winner of the poll, which, by the way, I'm not going to lie. This surprised me. (laughs) There was some really good books on this on this last poll. I did not think Swamp Thing (laughs) Green Hell was going to win, but I'm glad it did because, I mean, spoiler, I really I really enjoyed this. I'm also not the biggest Swamp Thing person either, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed this book. Uh, This is another black label book. And I'm always scared now when I put black label books in there. Cause I'm like, I know you guys, I'm like, it's automatically 40 pages. Easy. It's never Kang long. was longer. The <laughs> King was longer, um, but uh, yes, exactly. Much, um, But you know, and I, I really enjoyed this as a more of a, not straight up horror. I guess you could go horror. I mean, it's more of a horror take on, on the character, uh, but like future post kind of post apocalyptic uh, setting. And we're seeing, it, to get to the, the spoiler, I was so happy when they revealed the character in the lighthouse. I was hoping it's that's who it was because I just love, uh, and we we'll, and I'll go ahead and put it out here now, John Constantine. I love Constantine and just about anything. Mm-hmm. So having him be the one that kind of brings, we don't really see swamp thing for most of this issue. And yet I was immersed. Like I was hooked. I was reading all the way through. I wanted to see us get to that point. And i'm i'm in like i really this issue sold me i did not really see that coming that's me what you guys think
0: yeah this was a surprise and black label as people are saying in the comments has been killing it. i mean nice house on the lake is black label too right yep yeah so they've been killing us here sorry i have something in my eye i've been like fidgeting with my eye have an eyelash <laughs> or but um so if you're watching this, apologies if you're listening. I just I thought you
1: hated much. everything. <laughs> no, no,
0: man. I was been, like, man, I've Kofi is
1: having a time. He is so mad no, at me.
0: <laughs> I love this swamp thing because I'm also not the biggest swamp thing or man thing or any of this kind of thing type person in comics. But uh, this story hooked me almost like a Walking Dead type thing with just knowing the people in this dystopian world, and the mystery of like what happened and what's going on. It also made the green, the red, the rot, these kind of entities really interesting in the kind of way that like Wonder Woman history has made some of those gods interesting. Uh, now that we're kind of revisiting all this stuff. And when this thing went full horror, like I was like, wait, whoa, like I wasn't prepared for that, but I was like, okay. And it was, and it's thrilling and it's scary. And kind of the antagonist they set up for this is great. Constantine, uh, Constantine's introduction is great. And uh, yeah, when you bring back Alec, you know, like the the Swamp Thing, it's now set stakes up that I'm really kind of invested in. And so this was a great first issue, even if it was longer. Black Label's doing a great job. Like Swamp Thing belongs in horror like this. And the DC Universe yeah. show uh, kind of... Went that way, not far enough, but Swamping would be a great horror mashup because this and this proves it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, same. I mean, Kobe said it beautifully. It's uh, even if you're not like you're just like a casual fan of horror, like myself, and uh, just post apocalyptic anything, it, it, they did a great job. It was beautiful to look at. The artwork was sick. And yeah, I feel like this is on pace to be really, really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Black Label has just really been consistent. I mean, it's just consistent this year. Uh, that probably should have been in my <laughs> my list. of best of twenty twenty one Black oh, Label. Oh yeah. Uh, if I was thinking about it, I'm a goober. Um, but yeah, no, this has been has been excellent. Uh, I know we're running low on time, so I feel like we can cut comics there. However, uh, Briwood, I I swear I saw. Okay, I saw your comment. I need to know why Matt is still reading ben this Is Justice League. Well, one, I have to review it every month. Or twice a month, or however much it comes out now, um, it's it's like part of my regular rotation of reviews. But I enjoy that book. <laughs> I enjoy that book quite a bit. Uh, it's had its issues over this run, but I I think I like more that I don't like. Uh, also, Justice League Dark is in that book, and if you love John Constantine and Detective Chimp, you have to read that book. It's so good. Anyway, there you go. That's comics
0: <laughs> and. A weird end to an equally weird year <laughs> provided by Matt. There you go. That'll do it for comic book nation. This episode, this season, this year. Thank you to everyone who has been riding with us for the last couple of years, season two and three, and everybody who joined in this year. We love all you guys. And we love all our regulars. Shout out to all of you. We don't have the time to go through, but you know who you are in this stream and that stream and that stream over there. Uh, thank you again. We got big things coming in season four, guys. Hopefully, soon you'll see us back in a studio. What? We have a crazy new studio that's just waiting for us to get back in there. We got big plans for big guests. Like, we got we got some things coming, guys. So uh stay tuned because comic book nation season four. We want to be back, baby. Getting back <laughs> to warm here. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks again for everybody for tuning in. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Check us out on Twitch, YouTube, Paramount Plus, or uh, Facebook. And we'll see you when we come back. Everybody have a safe, happy new year. Peace. Hi, hey guys. Deuces.